Sit back, relax, and get ready because this is Things Mom Never Said, Secrets to Aging Well. All right, listener, welcome back to Things Mom Never Said, the podcast where anything is possible and I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would agree. This is true. Anything is possible on this podcast. (laughs) Anything is possible. It's a new year and yes, new, new, exciting, fun things. So before we dive into today's episode, um, let's just kind of recap. Our first episode of this season, we talked about changing our perspective on the new year mm-hmm. and looking at it as more of a revival time where yes. we can kind of, if we, if we work with the seasonality of things, we would be resting, recouping, kind of digesting things, kind of making plans, but not making plans, just letting things flow um, so that we can launch anew in spring. That is true. And all of it's underground, like the Japanese and their seasons. Yes, yes. The wheat is growing under the snow. Yes. So how are you doing with that? You know, I actually listened to the podcast again, Um, listened to the definition of uh, revival, and um, I am I am really loving it. Um, mm. And I have for several days I've been thinking about uh, some of the things I'm changing up and maybe taking a little more control of my world. How's that working out? Good. I'm kind of revitalized. <laughs> That's- Good. Yes. Good. <laughs> Have you had very many people ask you what your New Year's resolution is this year? No, I think there was only one. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, well, I don't, don't do that. I think it's other things. And, uh, and then there was some interruption, so I didn't have to go into an explanation. <laughs> Gotta love that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... I too haven't really, I've like been going with the flow, Uh you know, just relaxing in my new year Mm -hmm. and not really too um, crazy about like making changes. I'm just kind of like digesting everything and, and working on myself. So I've had a few epiphanies about things like how I view myself in this world and how I look at things and um, uh, worthiness conversations that I have in my internal brain. And, um, you know, so I'm taking time to digest all of that and not really making any rash decisions on (laughs) the next step. Good. That's really good. Mm -hmm. It's been actually a relief because usually this time I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to get to the gym. Oh my gosh, I'm not eating, you know, not eating right. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. You know, Uh I know. honey. And I've, I've been, I've been doing sounds like the same thing, very same thing that you're doing. And, um, along with that, um, we're starting a new series, um, scripture series or sermon series, I should say at church. And some of the reading I've done has kind of rolled back around to the power, um, discussion that we've had before Mm. and um 
and I am dedicated to slowing my life down and not trying to do everything for everyone mm. and um, just be, you know, pick and choose and serve and help, but um, include myself in that, that time as well. Mm. Um, at church Sunday, they had a, a couple speakers that came forward and wanted to talk to the women about an Aspire retreat in Southern Indiana and uh, encourage the women to sign up for that. Well, it's more of a wilderness thing. Um, You camp out, you take your walking sticks, um, you wear old clothes, there are no showers, um, and it's a a drawing near to God, a a time to uh, rethink and and, uh, go a little deeper. So I signed up for it. Oh. And it's at the end of April, the last few days of April. So I am really looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. My first instinct was, ooh, dirty. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> the but, difference. But, yeah. You do you. And- yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I think I could work on my spiritual health out of four seasons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I, mean, I think of that? <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, a good good massage and a float in a nice, you know, yeah. water pool. <laughs> That's good. true. That's true. But honey, there's nothing out, nothing like being out in the woods, hiking, sitting on a rock and thinking or talking to some people and reading scripture and being in that depth of nature. I love it. Yeah. To each his own. Yes. Well, you notice but I didn't. I didn't invite you or your sisters. Because <laughs> the answer is no. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, but I think, yes, to round it out, it, you know, yes, connecting in nature is a really great, healthy way to, to connect to a lot of different aspects of right. your health. Right. And, um, but yeah, I think that this kind of slow roll into the new year is, it opens up a lot of possibilities and a lot of room for thought and, um, and uh, you can ponder on things because you have the time and you're not stressed out to be doing all this stuff. Yes. All right. Well, that's that. So uh, if I haven't, uh, I haven't seen anybody answering the question of uh, that we put out to everyone last week, but um, you know, if you have any thoughts, on the new year's resolution just hit us up yes good yeah so this episode today switching gears only slightly um is something that i have been hyper focused on the last few months and i really wanted to um, talk about this because i feel like this is the missing link for your health and well-being and happiness okay i mean it's exciting um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so in, uh, in, in normal fashion, we will begin with, I wish my mother would have told me how my home could have, uh, affected or been a catalyst for my well-being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our topic is about our environmental wellness. 
and um, I don't know that anybody ever thinks of it or ever recognizes it, but it is one of the four eight dimensions of well-being and wellness mm-hmm. and health is your environment. And um, plainly, simply put, the environmental wellness or environmental health is basically pleasant and stimulating environments that support well-being and promotes your interaction with nature. I love it. Yeah. And, and it is your built environment, the environment in which you live, your community, the space around you on this planet. Um, It is so important that the National Institute of Health and the World Health Organization sees your environment as and your home as one of the social determinants of health. So at its core, it is one of the core things that really affects how how you your quality of life, how you live. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Have you ever really thought about how your home affects your health? Yes, absolutely. Um, the book that you shared with me a few years ago, the Danish people. Um, and their style of living, and, and mm-hmm. I think it's called Haggy? Uh, Hugh. Hugh, Hugh, okay. Um, so I've read that a couple times, and I'm reading it right now again, because it's that time of year when you can sit back, rest, uh, almost go dormant at times, and, uh, and refresh my memory on some of those wonderful ideas that they had. And... I know that our homes reflect um, our temperament sometimes, our emotions. Um, I don't think there's enough said or written about this, but mm-hmm. I, I truly have experienced it. Um, I suppose that uh, the other, um, I can't remember what it's called, I think it's the Japanese that practice this um, like placing furniture in your home of a certain feng place. Shui. Feng shui, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've looked at that. I've, I've bought a design book on that, looking it over mm-hmm. and thinking what I could do, what I should do, and what I think about the whole situation. And uh, I really I really buy into it all. The clutter, mm-hmm. it can take me down so fast. So <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. feel it. I have experienced it. Yeah, it is all of that and more. Our, I think it, what's so interesting is I've always been obsessed with the home, right? And mm-hmm. how it's set up and what's in it and how it feels. And I a lot of that comes from my experience at home with you and our, um, you know, seasonal changes that you would make to the house. Uh-huh. And, um, I, you know, it was commonplace back in the day to like, you get your spring stuff out, you get, you change your house up for uh-huh. the different seasons and, uh-huh. you know, in the winter you bring out your blankets and uh-huh. the, you know, like there are, there were changes that I know that we made and uh-huh. to that we, you rearranged our house spatially all the time. Uh-huh. I did. I did. <laughs> I remember the time your dad came home from work one day and I had put the furniture that was in the living room 
into what was our dining room, took the dining room furniture and put it into the bedroom. And anyway, had the whole house turned around and trying to lay out what I thought was most comfortable and attractive and where people just want to come in and stay. Mm -hmm. And he walked in the door and <laughs> he goes, okay, what have you done? And I said, I decided to change it all up and try something different. And he goes, okay, okay. So we went ahead. I had fixed dinner and uh, hung out for a little bit. All of a sudden, he was in the living room, taking the furniture out of there and putting the living room back in that room. <laughs> he didn't even say anything about it. <laughs> he just took over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. People, people are creatures of habit. Yes, they are. <laughs> so, I but you, you went beyond just moving stuff spatially. You would retheme the right, living room right. or the look of the house, like uh, with colors and yeah. different furniture and different accessories, right. and like there were phases. Um, there was definitely a burgundy phase okay. um, <laughs> yeah. that bled bled into a like prairie phase oh. I might say that <laughs> um, that's pretty awful <laughs> very uh, yeah. and then there was a comfy phase like there were all these different things and these are words that I'm using to describe right. my experience of it all but um, yeah it really was uh, it was a part of our um family culture like it just happened we just did yes we yes just moved it moved it all around not to mention moving homes we did that a lot That's true. Well. we did that a lot uh -huh. um, part of the reasoning behind that was if you're going to afford a newer home or a larger home instead of um, starting all over uh, you try to um, invest in your present home restore it, remodel it, um, make something very nice out of it, and then you put it on the market and you get another home that's a little bit more expensive and you just keep mm -hmm. on moving up. So we did that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we actually lived in, let me count them down, one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. You've had seven homes in Brownsburg. Really? Huh. <laughs> yeah. Not to not not to mention the stint that you moved to Carmel. Oh and then yes. Back to Brownsburg. Yes, yes. So um Well Yeah. yeah. No, eight. Eight. I forgot one. Eight. Okay. Because yeah, you had to account the apartment that you started in. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. No, was... nine, because you were out in the cabin. I think you should stop counting. That's true. <laughs> Yes, and that was before me. That was BA. The cabin was BA. Uh huh. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So you know, I think the environment, our the change up in our environment has really, um, it's been a, a piece of how we've lived, but it's also been something that has been driven me into my obsession with the built environment and uh -huh. and. Um, I, obsession's a little heavy, maybe not obsession, but <laughs> my, my interest in it, because I actually, my degree is in interior design and construction technology. Right, like right. I, I get excited when I think about building wow. houses and I get excited when I think about like, Ooh, let me change this up. Let yes. me do the space. Let me oh, like yes. figure it out. It's 
there's a there's a piece of uh there's a puzzle to it uh-huh. because there's spatial you know like space planning like how mm-hmm. how you plan the flow how the space is going to work for you um but there's also a major major health benefit to how you set up your space uh-huh. for sure so why it's really important is that on average, we spend 17 hours a day at, at home, which is 60% of our day spent at home. Mm-hmm. And then bigger picture there, we spend as Americans, and this is not good because this should be better balanced, but we spend 90% of our life and our time each day, each year, 90% indoors, mm-hmm. which is like I said, probably not good. Well, it's definitely not good. But, um, but to know that, to know that most of our time is spent indoors and most of our time is spent in our homes and most of that time in our homes is actually spent in our bedroom. Hmm. And how our space, how our built environment is set up via spatially, the colors, the, the, types of materials, all of that affects our health Mm -hmm. from air quality, which is what the World Health Organization, why it's a determinant of health is like air quality in the home, Mm -hmm. you know, lead-based paint, Mm -hmm. like all of the toxins that are in our building products, like all of that is, is an effect on our health. But where our home is built and how it's built is another effect on our health because if you're in a two-story, you're getting more movement and stairs is strength building. And then if you're in an urban setting where you have walkable paths uh-huh. and you're connected to, to services that you can walk to and um, parks that you can go and enjoy and be active in, your health is increased mm-hmm. um, and versus rural where you may be disconnected from that stuff, but maybe you're living in your own homestead where you're in and out of your house and more active in that manner, you know, so it all, all of it has different pinpoints that affect health, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we all are so obsessed with working on our bodies and our, and our mind, body, soul, you know, that piece of it, Mm -hmm. but we never really look and see that, how we experience our home is also a factor. Mm-hmm. Like you said, your mood, um, stress levels, uh, energy levels, productivity. Uh, this is shock me, shock me, weight gain directly mm-hmm. related to your home mm-hmm. and how it's set up. Um, there's so many other factors like, uh, you know, high blood pressure, like everything, like it all, all can lead back to your home and your built environment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is wild. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. And I mm-hmm. think if we think about that just for a little while, we could figure that out. But sometimes we get too busy to sit and ponder those kinds of things. Well, sure. Nobody even talks about it. It's no, such a, no, that's true. It, and honestly, in all of my medical studies and things that we did in um, 
you know, all the organizations that I studied with uh, health and wellness wise, we really spent the only time we really talked about environmental wellness and well-being was around social determinants of health mm-hmm. from a perspective of inequality. Right. So uh-huh. if you. Well, if you're, um, yeah, if you're unable to live in a place where you have access to a grocery store, uh-huh. then your health suffers because of it, mm. you know, because there are food deserts where people live in urban settings that have no grocery store. Then those people have to shop at convenience stores or gas stations, or they just go eat at fast food because that's what's close mm-hmm. and, and and quick and easy because they have to take four buses to get to a grocery store. Mm. So, you know, this, this is such a big piece and a big consideration. Um, But for today, let's just talk about your, your home and your interior of your home. All right. And how can we make that optimize that for your well-being, and how can we, how can we make it um, be an improvement to your quality of life versus a deterrent? Mm-hmm. Let's start with this. So if you could ask yourself questions about your home, um, the first one is like, how, how does your home make you feel? This past couple of years, I've actually figured out what is driving me in my choice of homes and what Mm. I want to, where I want to end up. And it has taken me forever because I've always, um, part of my problem is I like many different things, but there's one thing that I get excited about. Like you were talking about, you get so excited and like ready to go when it comes Mm -hmm. to home and design. And my, my deal is the same pretty much April I just, I get so excited. And Mm -hmm. even if it is just um, going in and changing everything up, getting new rugs, getting new cushions, um, all that just makes me happy. I want to, I want to create something. I want it to be beautiful and comfortable and charming and colors, perfect colors. And Mm -hmm. um, I know all of that is really important And I've realized finally that uh, there's a yearning that I have for an older home. And sometimes I say, why would I give up my beautiful new home without any problems, no issues (laughs) to move Mm -hmm. to an old wooden house where the floors may move up and down and the doors don't shut totally. And, but there is this feeling that I get when I'm at an older home and I feel like somebody's hugging me. I feel like, Oh, I've gone home. I feel like I could walk into the kitchen and there my grandmother would be sitting or baking a pie. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really weird, but I desire that big time. Well, we have those connections to our home. Yes. Whether, whether it's because it feels warm and cozy or like a big hug, or it feels clean and yeah. clear and um, modern without any issues, you know, like yeah. no matter what the feeling is, we're all so connected and driven yes. to our homes for multiple reasons. Right. So when it comes to setting up your environment for health, it really isn't about the style. It's more than the feeling. Okay. You know, because, because yes, 
your your mental health and emotional health is definitely affected by your environment. Uh -huh. um, that nostalgic feel and what you feel, that's what you want your home to feel like. Right. And that that could be anywhere if you set it up correctly. Right. So in in like looking at your environment, so if everybody is looking at their own homes right now and asking themselves, um, how do I, how do I, does my space actually encourage a healthy lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Number one, right? Take it, take, take this inventory. So how does, how does this serve you? So how does, how, how does it encourage a healthy lifestyle or does it, or does it not? Um, how can it provide you with greater mental and emotional comfort? That's where your piece comes in to where mm -hmm. like you need to feel like it's a warm hug, right? You want to uh -huh. feel nostalgic and right. like you did as a child uh -huh. in it. Mm -hmm. um, then you also need to ask your space or ask yourself, is your space welcoming? Uh -huh. um, because one of those healthy lifestyle uh, pieces is connection. So mm -hmm. is your, does your home invite connection? Does it invite people in? Um, do you feel like it's welcoming? You know, like mm -hmm. it's all about personal feeling. Mm -hmm. um, also, can your space encourage you to be active? Mm -hmm. Does it connect you with the natural environment? Because nature and, and we're so connected to nature and having pieces of nature, inviting nature in helps us to be more grounded and healthy um, in a lot of different areas in our lives. So does it connect you with nature? And then... Um, last thing I usually uh, ask is, does it improve your physical health? Hmm. Like, is it actively a participant in improving your health? Mm -hmm. So you can update any space to impact yes. your, state of, your state of mind, your emotional well-being, your physical health, your productivity. Any space can be updated to do that. Mm-hmm. And one of those pieces, like you mentioned, is decluttering. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we get such anxiety and and for some depression a, around clutter. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, research shows that it absolutely clutter provides uh, or can induce anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And so the need to declutter and that feeling your you are your body is having a visceral reaction mm -hmm. to the anxiousness you feel because there's too much stuff mm -hmm. right and so you're naturally drawn to remove things mm -hmm. but then you're also naturally drawn to buy more stuff <laughs> yeah that is a problem yeah. <laughs> maybe that that's why i need counseling <laughs> yeah you gotta work work on both of those yeah animals. yeah <laughs> Because because a simple clean, a simple deep clean, I don't think there's anyone who would argue that getting your house deep cleaned, getting baseboards, the dust bunnies in the corner, removing all the stuff off the floor, like really cleaning mm -hmm. makes you feel so good. Yes. And there is there is nothing like walking into a clean space. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's nothing like it. That's right. It's great. Yeah. And some people even prefer like a sterile feeling. Space. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. like people, people who are minimalists, uh -huh. they like a sterile space yes. because they yes. want it to be clear of anything. Uh -huh. um, well, I heard something the other day on the radio. They were talking about 
um, Americans in the percentage. I do not remember the percentages, but just how many American people have storage units mm -hmm. and how many of them actually have two storage units. And yet, um, if the truth yeah. is told, if they open them up and go through them, they're going, there's really nothing I feel like I need to keep. <laughs> Aren't we a mess? We're, we're just little pack rats. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. like I and, and, and there's more to unpack there, right? Like that, that's a whole nother podcast. Yes. Um, but yeah, we, we amass stuff. We sure do. As a society. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's neither good nor bad, but it is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to live with the consequences of the things you amass. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and the old adage for your, for your home is the same one you would use for your, for your closet, right? If you uh -huh. haven't used it in a year, right, then you don't need it because uh -huh. you're not using it. Right. Um, so clearing out clutter. I mean, I am just taking a look. Well, I think I dove into this closet situation last time on our podcast, but <laughs> for, for any of you listeners who don't know, I sit in my closet because there's a lot of, um, well, there's, there's no echo because there's a lot of clothes. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Me too. A lot of clothes. <laughs> but, but I think that's, you know, like it's good and bad, right? It's great mm -hmm. for a podcast, but <laughs> I don't wear half of this stuff. So a purge um, would would most definitely, I know because I'm having a gut reaction right now. Like if uh -huh. I even thinking about it, uh -huh. if I purged this space and it was organized, uh -huh. I would feel so much better. Uh -huh. um, but that's, that's one of the things. So once you take that inventory and look around your house and say, how is this serving me? Like, you know, one of the things you have to ask yourself is what is it health wise I'm trying to achieve? Uh -huh. You know, this all is this awareness piece. So once you know what you're trying to achieve, let's say, well, because I guess we spend more, more time in our bedroom, let's talk about sleep. Uh -huh. So if you're trying to achieve better sleep or you're perimenopausal and you're having insomnia or, you know, you're, uh, you're on a lot of medication that side effects are, you know, drow drowsiness, but you can't sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so whatever the case may be, you need better sleep. And so the first place I would say to look is like at your bedroom. What mm -hmm. is your bedroom doing for you? And the way I look at spaces are using the five senses, right? So what can you see? What can you touch? What can you hear? What can you smell? In some cases, what can you taste um, that are in that space? and are either working for you or working against you. Mm -hmm. And the things that are working against you for sleep might be too much light, mm -hmm. might be too much noise, might be not enough comfort, right? In your, mm -hmm. in your sheets and your bedding. Mm -hmm. um, might be that, uh, you know, something's in there smelling funky, like your spouse. <laughs> or, or, or your bedrooms adjacent to your bathroom or what, you know, like maybe there's not a, not a, not a good soothing smell, um, taste. I don't know what you'd be tasting there, but maybe, maybe you're drinking coffee too late, you know, mm -hmm. like, and you're getting that caffeine. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but you're peeling back the onion on your space. So mm -hmm. 
you know, what you're seeing, maybe your, maybe your bedroom's bright yellow mm-hmm. color affects our yes. emotional and mental response uh-huh. and then causes a physical response because our brain and, and mind connection. So like if you're in a yellow bedroom, your yellow is an awakening and alivening color. And mm-hmm. that isn't going to serve you well if you're going to try to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, the tonality of the, of the yellow then is an even other piece. Like is it an intense bright or is it a dull muted? The mm-hmm. muted may work better. You know, so you've got to really look at all aspects of the space and, and you can change those things really easily. It's easier than trying to figure out how to get your body's hormones to balance so that you can get better sleep and not having insomnia, you know, like that's a whole nother monkey, mm-hmm. but the, the easy thing is to adjust your space. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, like the kitchen for like, if you're wanting to lose weight, your home has a lot of triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny cause I was talking to somebody the other day and you know, it's true. If you have a red dining room or a red restaurant, you'll probably not see too many, well, you might see a lot of red restaurants because they want you to eat. And red is a color that encourages you to eat. It makes you want to eat more. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're dining on red plates or dining in a red room, you're going to be eating more because mm-hmm. just a, there's a, there's a, uh, a mental response to that color. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, in your space, if you want to lose weight, eat on a blue plate. Blue is the most unappetizing color. <laughs> like there's a color theory behind all of this that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but um, you know, the color of the plate, the size of the plate, mm-hmm. you know, in your space. Like you can get smaller plates. Mm-hmm. So, so just looking at it from that aspect and then looking at how you set up your pantry or your refrigerator. I, I just told someone the other day, I was like, when you open up your pantry or open up your refrigerator, what is at your eye level? Is mm-hmm. it the junk food or is it all the healthy snacks? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're more likely to reach right at eye level and grab something. Mm-hmm. Then to search in a space and look for the most healthy thing. Mm-hmm. So when I do pantry makeovers for, um, I just did one for a friend. Um, you put all the healthy stuff right at your eye line and you put the garbage really low or really high. So you have to make an effort to choose that. Uh-huh. And that's what I mean about like, does your space, you know, encourage you to make healthy choices uh-huh. and, and have a healthy lifestyle. Like you, you can set yourself up. If you, I, I was telling someone the other day, if I go into a kitchen and, um, the person, you know, is let's just use diabetic for an example, mm-hmm. somebody's diabetic and there's a KitchenAid mixer on the counter. You got to take that away because mm-hmm. that visual of that mixer the first thing you think about when you think KitchenAid is what, mom? Baking. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I want to make some cookies. Yeah. Make some cake. Yeah. You know? like, so, so if you take that visual out of mm-hmm. the space mm-hmm. and put the, put the Vitamix on the counter. Yeah, true. <laughs> then you're changing what, what you're triggered mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it's, it's as easy as placement of things as well. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to it, mm-hmm. so much to it. 
but it it's I don't know. I think that to understand that your true health begins with your immediate space mm-hmm. and that making those changes can be super simple, but the result is that you're going to have a healthier, more balanced lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then it supports you in the other things that you're trying to do. Uh-huh. You know, like if you want to work out more and you create a space that promotes high energy, you know, for your workouts, then you're more likely to go and work out in there, mm-hmm. you know? So, so you got to use your home to your advantage because mm-hmm. nobody wants to walk. I, I have a friend who has a furniture store and it's um, all of the things in there are uh, designed with biofi- biophilic design. Okay. Um, what is that? Bi- so- Biophilic design is the art of creating balance and harmony um, in an environment using natural elements, things of nature. So everything, yeah, everything is wood, stone, um, you know, it's not all like, you know, tree trunk lamps, but it's, it's, there's a theory to it. And, and beyond the biophilic design properties, there's also um, she uses the golden ratio, which is the design aesthetic that everything is within balance and is very visually appealing, mm. which architects have been using that for centuries, the golden ratio. So um, people use it in product design, like the Apple logo is used with the golden ratio created. So it's visually appealing. Mm. Um, but but you're, she's creating this furniture that is, is very in tune with nature. But you walk in her space. And you, you immediately release a sigh and your shoulders drop. And it is the experience of the space because everything is so pleasing to the senses. Like you just want to stay there and literally people will come and stay huh. for hours. She gives you a cup of, you know, cappuccino or an espresso. You hang out. She's got little snacks there. You just, you're, but you're in a furniture store. <laughs> And it's awesome it's because, yeah, it's because it's so appealing. Yes. And I know you, I know everybody's been in that when you walked into a space and you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to live here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's it. And that's the feeling. So mm-hmm. you got to create that in your own home mm-hmm. so that you walk in your home every day and you're like, yeah, this is my space. Uh-huh. I feel good. And that's part of that, like that huge, um, it's bigger than a design, you know, it's, it's the emotion, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the mental and emotional feeling and the existence that you're, you're in that make it what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not just adding a bunch of blankets and candles. Right. It's, it's driving that feeling that you evoke with it all, you know, mm-hmm. that intense relaxation and comfort and that visceral nourishment that you get from it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I I totally get it. Yeah, you do. You're the queen. <laughs> you're the queen of rearranging and redesign. <laughs> oh gosh. Because you get the feeling, right? You're just uh-huh. in it. you're like, oh, I need this to be fresh. I just, oh, it's too much. You know, uh-huh. it's daunting. I feel the space is heavy. I want to move it all around, and mm-hmm. it it probably was heavy. Mm-hmm. Probably did need to move. Mm-hmm that it, it's so interesting because I've gone into a couple of homes recently where it's like, gosh, 
if you just move the piece here and move this piece there and flip this space, then wow, what a difference that makes. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh, I did that in your living room. Uh-huh. That's right. And then you moved it all around again. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I gave it a period of time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Always. It's all there's always something new when I come to your home. I know, <laughs> it's always different. I know, I know honey. <laughs> but I, I think that goes back to this whole wellness aspect and um, you know, what you're trying to achieve in the in the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So listener, if you go into it and you're like, okay, what do I need to do at my house? Take it easy. Mm -hmm. One space at a time. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and, and I can tell you basics, like look at how the furniture's placed. Look at the color. Um, there's a lot of information on color theory. Mm -hmm. um, you know, ask any artists, they can tell you what the colors mean and what they'll, uh, you know, evoke in you. Mm -hmm. um, but you can Google it. Um, look at the color, look at the materials in your space. Like, is everything scratchy or slick or, mm -hmm. you know, like, and what's your reaction to that? Because some people like it. Uh -huh. um, so get your gut reaction. Um, and then look at the lighting, uh -huh. you know, is the, is it too bright for you or is it too dim for you? Mm -hmm. um, look at, do you have nature in your space? Uh -huh. You got to bring nature in because that's half of the half of the balance piece. You got to balance it, mm -hmm. you know, with whether it's a plant or a stone pot or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a piece of wood or wood chair or mm -hmm. whatever it is. You have to have some nature in in there because that's what balances and and creates a harmony. Mm -hmm. um, because we are such creatures of nature. Uh -huh. um, the book that you got for me or gave to me. Um, mm -hmm. Hugie, Hugue, Hugue, Hugue. Um, when I was reading through that, they had a section on lighting, and um, I I recall we went through a, a phase um, years ago where there was a lot of Danish modern furniture that people were buying and using in their homes, and mm -hmm. even light fixtures, and um, some of them were so cool, um, mm -hmm. and especially if everything work together and you had the whole thing going on it would be awesome but um some of the lamps that they had um on, in this book examples of the different lighting that the danes had created oh mm -hmm. it was so pretty and um you know they expressed why the different like it may have been something that looked like a tulip, but it was reflections of the light in certain ways. And they're, they're trying to create this certain atmosphere. And so the, the lights come out looking like something uh, in a garden or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I began to read about a couple of the designers and wow, it was interesting. And, and the feelings and the, you know, decorating. So you have in this little corner, a little reading lamp, that um, gave you this warm, cozy feeling and this comfortable chair and your book and a candle. And I thought, oh, yeah, <laughs> that is oh, yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah. So and it's, it, like you said, it's like what you want the space to do. So, yeah. you know, if you if you read in that space, well, create a reading nook, you mm -hmm. know, create an inviting area for that, you know, mm -hmm. just um, and and that's the thing I think that 
there is no you don't have to look like oh, we were talking about this the other you don't have to look like you're living in a resort in Tulum uh-huh. for it to be a space of well-being uh-huh. now that would be lovely because mm-hmm. that is incredible mm-hmm. um however it's a it's your tastes it's just like everybody is bio-individual with your health you're also your tastes are so individual uh-huh. and you can you can still have this emotional physical mm-hmm. healthy environment mm-hmm. in any kind of design mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be just one or the other uh-huh. you can have it in any design um mm-hmm. it's not just the danes who are doing it mm-hmm. um but but and you don't have to have a min- minimalist modern whatever mm-hmm. you can do you mm-hmm. and still have a healthy home mm-hmm. um it's just a matter of what do you want to achieve and how do you set your home up to mm-hmm. support that right your home in louisville um always drew me in it was like oh i can't wait to get there and the minute i would be in the house it was like oh i feel like i'm at home oh it was great and one of the areas that i noticed we were always congregating in was your kitchen which that happens a lot when there's parties and things like that but um, you know, we were in there while you were cooking and I would sit in that booth that, that mm-hmm. was built in there. I absolutely loved that space. Um, mm-hmm. We all could get in. We had like eight or nine or ten people in that one booth under that well, window. Because the kids were tiny. Well, that's right. So, yeah, that's true. So that's not, <laughs> I didn't have a nook for ten there. <laughs> right, right. Four adults. But, right. yes. but it was so awesome. We could all gather right there and have our breakfast together and passing the bacon and everything back and forth and happy and a lot of chatter, a lot of bright light from the window and just a great place. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be able to design something in a home where you would get that exact feeling. It was so awesome. You can. Yes, I I can. I got to find the right place first. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's mm. just, I think it's also, um, you got to work with the space that you have. True. To, to create that. So you could definitely create that at your island. Uh-huh. If you constantly made that your space. Right. Doing breakfast and doing those things. And that was where you always were. And, mm-hmm. and you put things there that made it easy for everybody to have, you know, time mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, you can most definitely have that. Mm-hmm. You That's just have true. to look, look at the space. So it doesn't have to be the exact, you have to just remember what that felt like and then design a space to feel like that. Mm-hmm. That's true. But also that was a very, um, like the color in there was a very light blue gray. Uh Um, everything was, you know, the seating cushions were blue. Uh Um, it was more about the social The Uh colors were better for socializing than they were for eating. So Uh it was like less, less about the eating and more about just the socializing Mm -hmm. in that space, Mm -hmm. in that little nook. Yeah, I think you felt that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, it really is. There's, there's a whole. Uh, um, obviously, this is why there are degrees in this uh, because mm-hmm. you can, you can design spaces um, mm-hmm. 
for any reason. Mm-hmm. And I think designing a space for wellness um, is something that people just don't think about. They mm-hmm. think about it designing spaces for like a TV room or, right, a, right. Um, you know, like a workout room, which uh, is for wellness, but you know, like it, there's specific use cases, mm-hmm. but you don't realize how, um, how your entryway mm-hmm. can promote a, a calming, a sense of stress reduction, a, you know, so right when you enter your house, you could have a reduced cortisol level. Mm-hmm. You know, your mood could change mm-hmm. by what you have in that space. Mm-hmm. If you designed that entry for calming and relaxing and like, like, ooh, a comfort, mm-hmm. then you're going to have, you're going to lower your stress uh-huh. right upon entering your home. Uh-huh. You know, so you just, you just have to look at how you want your life and how you use your space. Mm-hmm. And, and design it to that. Mm-hmm. And if you just really don't have that knack, because a lot of people don't have the knack to visualize and see and things, then you work with somebody mm-hmm. like me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> who, who has the background in both design theory and um, built environments, as well as wellness mm-hmm. to really make that happen for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm, I, I the the worst thing is that when you get to the you know you get it to a point where you look back and you're like ugh you know like you you just didn't like you just didn't like you you were so unhappy and mm-hmm. and if you can make simple changes to your home and change that mood and change your experience right um, you, know, you can get there. Sense. Yeah, you can get there and you can feel better about mm-hmm. everything, about everything. Mm-hmm. It really, it really does impact you in all other areas of your wellness, mm-hmm. your home, your environment can impact all of that. And mm-hmm. that's not just, that's not just your home. Like you look at other spaces, like they're purpose built. Your worship center is purpose built mm-hmm. for spiritual wellness. Mm-hmm. Your restaurants are purpose built for, for eating your, you know, activity spaces are purpose built for those activities. And your office can be purpose built for productivity, but it also, you can change it to be a healthier lowering of your stress space. So mm-hmm. that you're not keyed up all the time at the office. So you you should look at your office or how you know ask your HR. Do we have environmental wellness practices? Mm-hmm. You know, like what does that look like? Because if if you want to have a lowered stress experience every day and a a healthier um, career balance, then you got to look at where you're working mm-hmm. and and the space in which you're in eight hours a day or more, mm-hmm. you know, makes sense. There's so many things. So anyway, key takeaways for you about our environmental wellness. I want to get off here and go get started in my rooms. <laughs> I, I, I like, okay, now I think I'll go in there and change this around. 
<laughs> now, now we're still in a season of, of winter. That's where right. You're that's right. Relax <laughs> and nourish. So take yeah. it a little bit at a time. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I have been um, talking about and planning on actually doing some things in my closet. I really need to do that next and um, get rid of some clothing. Yeah. Yes, this closet is probably where I'm going to begin um, in my home because I have definitely uh, created my, our main floor is mm -hmm. very calming and inviting mm -hmm. um, on purpose. Uh -huh. And so I'm going to purge and reset for my mental and emotional well-being. So I'm uh -huh. going to clear this out and um, redo and organize so I feel refreshed in this space and I can actually pick out outfits that uh -huh. are more, yes. more me. Yes. You know, but how awesome it would be to have just a few articles of clothing um, that you can switch around and mm -hmm. um, look new and fresh and ready to go. And I know you gave me another book about that very thing that you gave it to me years ago that I read. I probably need to get that out again. <laughs> yeah. I keep that book as my like stylist journal uh -huh. Uh -huh. Bible. Um, yeah. But there's nothing like having a fresh set of eyes on your stuff too. So, right. you know, ask a friend to dive in with you and, okay. and look at your closet and refresh. I mean, uh -huh. an honest friend who's uh -huh. not, you know, uh -huh. He's going to tell you the truth and, but be sweet about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I've enjoyed this. This has been very interesting to me. Yeah. I think that it, this is something that, um, something that I want to focus more on, uh, with what I'm doing for my clients. Um, also, you know, I do have that new service around it, but it's um, something that people miss. And I think is an easy gateway into living and building a healthier life. Mm -hmm. This, this environmental piece is the most, I mean, it's not about you, right? right. It's about your environment. So you get to get a pass on that. You don't have to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. You just have to paint your room different mm -hmm. color and, mm -hmm. and, um, <laughs> But, but it makes a huge impact. So it's not like it's not affecting you. Right. Um, it's definitely supporting, supporting yes. what you're doing. So, yeah. Let's, let's all dive in. This may be the year where everybody gets a little refresh at home. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And if you, listener, if you want more information, there's a link in the bio of this podcast that will take you directly to our um, wellness design page where you can learn more about what to look at. Um, and if you also want to subscribe to our newsletter, then we'll be sending out more information on um, things you can do and blog articles and different things as we move forward in the year. So yeah, get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's another episode of things mom never said secrets mm -hmm. to aging. Well, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, listener, we'll see you next time. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Things Mom Never Said, Secrets to Aging Well. We'll be back again in two weeks. So set your alarms, put us in your calendar, subscribe, follow, get ready because we will have another exciting episode just for you. 